0: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek.
1: Here we go. Welcome to an all new episode of Geek Vibes Live. It has been forever, but we are back as promised. Told you guys when a whole bunch of news came, we'd be back and we are. Um but I'm really excited for this episode. We have a great panel today. Starting up with Dom. What's going on, Dom? Man, it's
2: been a stressful couple of weeks. <laughs> I have uh and it's you have this happened last year, but now it's been um elevated. I have so many movies in my email. Like I literally watch like three to four movies a day trying to get ready wow. for voting for uh the film critics association I'm a part of. Um yeah it's crazy. But I'm good though. I'm good though.
1: So in case you listeners out there aren't familiar with what a flex sounds like, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> one, Um Dom just Man, I want to, your problem. <laughs> right. Dom just wanted to remind you guys that even in a pandemic he's better than you. So, um, you no know, I guess that was a great way to start this, but now all the pressure is on the rest of us to kind of pop up. Um, so thank you for that, Dom. Um, but no, Dom's been putting in work. Check out all the reviews that Dom's been putting out. Um, very proud of you, Dom, and can't wait to see uh, what review you do next, man. Um, but that was definitely a subtle flex. I mean, your package <laughs> are winning. You know what I'm saying? You're about to be on the Oscar board. Like, you know, life is great for you right now, you know? Um 2020 has been a good year for Dom though. I'm not even going to lie. Got married. Um <laughs> out yeah. here killing the movie game. packing doing nice. I'm <laughs> I I'm getting a little frustrated, you know? Like I'm going to have to like, you know, flatten one of Dom's tires or something. <laughs> he can't enjoy 2020 like like that. Um uh, <laughs> next up, uh Tia, what's going on, Tia?
3: i mean i'm okay with being an underachiever so it's fine <laughs> it makes me feel bad though because i think uh, like a week or so ago i got this movie in my email and it was a horror movie and you know i'm not the biggest horror fan so i emailed it over to dom and i'm like you want to do this and now i feel bad because oh, i just so uh, sorry about that, Dom.
2: It's all good, man. You know that's what I do.
3: He he. For those who are listening, because they can't see, Dom is chewing a toothpick right now because he's trying to prevent himself from grinding his teeth. That's yes, <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah,
1: Dom, Dom does hate us. Just for anyone listening, <laughs> so, Dom
3: <does> hate us. <laughs> um. but we love him.
1: We love Dom, but you know, you know, just saying. Um, it's 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 all love. But um no, huge shout out to TNT. No, he um, actually um has a few reviews that, that she uh she knocked out herself. So make sure you guys check that out. Um and last but not least, the guy I just potted with last night, Joel. What's going on, Joel?
4: What is good? Um yeah, I'm I am year for me guys. I don't know about as good as Dom's. <laughs> Not as mellow as uh, Tia's, uh, but I don't know. So maybe somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, that's good. That's that. That's good. That's good that everyone's having somewhat of a functioning 2020. Uh, meanwhile, Dom is of the you know the one percent up there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get this show on the road. Let's start with American Gods. We got a full length trailer. Compared to the teaser trailer that we got before, which I thought was a full-length trailer, but I don't know. You, you know, it's funny. Like Dom, you'll understand this a hundred percent. Trailers in Hollywood today are becoming the more modern version of. Remember how, like back in the day, mixtapes were like, "All right, it's it's a mixtape." But now right. everyone's like, "Oh, I just dropped a mixtape." No, you dropped an album. Like, right. mixtape is thirty songs. That that's an album, bro. Um. <laughs> So we look at it and we go, Batman, the Batman trailer was like two, two minutes.
5: Mm-hmm. It,
1: that's not a teaser. That, that's a full length trailer. Um, so I think a lot of these studios are kind of like, all right, here's a teaser. That's three minutes. And then you'll get the full length. That's three minutes. And it's like, we have no idea what your difference in, in terminology is there. guys. Um, but see, I'm going to start with you as the um, American God's I would say leader of the fan posse, or fan (laughs) club, rather. like Um,
4: it.
1: What you guys don't even know is Tia actually not only filmed and directed some of this season. (laughs) 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 No, uh, seriously, Tia, uh, what were your thoughts on the new trailer for American God season three?
3: Yeah, it's funny that you say about the teaser because when they released the teaser at the end of the virtual New York Comic Con, I thought that was the trailer. It gave enough to me. I was good with that. And um, the American Gods... Uh, social media has been putting out little clips here and there throughout so i had in my mindset that that's all i was seeing so when they were saying oh tomorrow we're gonna drop the first official trailer i said to myself what i i thought we we already got that but cool man all right i want to tell you that this is how much like this is my flex now, which is not a very good flex, but it's my flex that this is how much of an American gods fan. I am. They had an event yesterday, right? Where they were saying, okay, tune in live at this one point and the official trailer is going to drop. And they had this thing go on and I'm not going to bore anyone, but it went on for 20 minutes before actually dropping the official trailer. And essentially the whole thing was just watching ice melt. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm just staring at ice melt for 20 Twenty minutes before the official trailer drops. So anyway, it looks really good. Um, I, In between seasons one and two, I actually read the book. So it's really interesting the differences that they are go- like the different directions that they're going in. You can obviously see a lot of similarities in the setting. Shadow Moon is in Lakeside because he wants to get away from the God War. And that's something that happened in the book. Now, in the book, um, Shadow doesn't find out that he's Wednesday's son until the end of the book. Whereas in the show, Shadow knows now. But he's in Lakeside, which is a very beloved part of the book. We see Shadow trying to obviously have a nice little normal life. That's certainly not possible when your father is literally Odin. And it's interesting because you have all these new characters. Mr. World is has different... Uh, versions of himself um, with Danny Trejo and Dominique Jackson we have and this is the thing that I loved Matt Sweeney and I don't want to fall for another leprechaun but you put the same actor who played Ramsey Bolton in as a new leprechaun but he's like fun in this i was like all right now i'm gonna love a new leprechaun there's so much to say about the trailer um and i'll try and go quickly here but first of all i don't know if you noticed this Jawan, but laura had Gungnir, the spear in her hands yeah. which yeah. um you know at the end of season two spoilers for those who've not seen it but at the end of season two sweeney um disappeared the spear into the horde so that Wednesday couldn't get it so it's like how did Laura retrieve Gungnir and she's obviously like I'm gonna go kill Wednesday she's gonna go do that we have tech boy who has a much more expanded role in season three um or in the show in general than the book and I'm interested about that because um if Again, if you remember at the end of season two, we had Quantum Boy who seemed totally different than Tech Boy. But it seems like Tech Boy is back this season. Um, What I think about with this season, what it looks like, it totally seems like a course correction for almost season two. Now, I liked season two. I know it had a lot of problems. People had issues with it. But it really looks like it's trying to change a lot um before i end my ramblings because i could honestly go on forever with this trailer the one thing i'll have to say and joan you have to let me know if you agree with me or not there's two characters in the trailer for season three and in season three and i want to preference this by saying i don't mind it but it seems like there's two characters in it that they threw in there to do something that they already have characters for so you have um the new leprechaun taking the part of mad sweeney and this isn't necessarily in the trailer this is in the little clip that they showed today where the actor i forget his name um describes who liam doyle is saying he's the leprechaun who lost his lucky coin and he's trying to get his luck back and i'm like well that was mad sweeney we saw that was mad sweeney and then you have the character cordelia who doesn't exist in the books neither does liam Then you have Cordelia, who's the new driver of Wednesday, who says she's the human's eyes into the God world. Well, that was Shadow. So it's a little, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just a little strange that they're bringing characters to be like, here, these are what these characters do. And it's like, you already had characters that did the same exact thing. But that's really not a criticism. I'm super pumped about this. As much as I'm disappointed that Matt Sweeney isn't coming back, as much as I'm disappointed with the whole thing that happened with Orlando Jones and uh, Nancy, I can't say that I'm not excited for American Gods.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, it it looks like um, what we kind of figured they would do. uh, There was a change in Showrunner. am, Am I correct to you?
3: Well, yeah, and that's the thing, um, not to just jump in there again, but each season has had a different showrunner. Season one, the showrunners were Brian Fuller and Michael Green. They left after season one for some reason. They never explained why. Season two was this uh, guy, Alexander or something, who actually left halfway into the second season, which is why um, Orlando Jones had to step in and do a lot of the writing. Um, he get, you know doesn't really get credited for that. And then this season is by this guy oh god charles Egli, chick or something he was a showrunner for like the first two seasons of the walking dead
1: yeah so i mean it, it's just one of those things where it's like anytime you get a new sense of direction with uh <clears throat> the the leader of of the franchise they're gonna kind of want to do things in their vision um uh,
5: mm-hmm.
1: me and Joel can speak to that from uh arrow Uh, clearly what Guggenheim wanted to do and then what it turned into the new showrunner wanting to do was drastically different. Um, And it's one of those things where you're kind of just like, why is it a thing of like, why can't showrunners that are taking over for somebody else just continue what we have? Like it was working, you know, Um, instead of like drastically changing it. Um, You know, but it, it happens way too often. And I think that's one of the things here. where it's kind of like you're replacing characters that exist that you could just reuse um but who knows maybe there's a spin to it maybe there's a twist to it um and i'm
3: not necessarily saying that like i dislike it because i saw the season the season uh three trailer i like the direction for characters that they are going like again Laura, Salim, Tech Boy are all characters that have a very small role in the book, and they're very much expanded in the show, and it looks like they're going to have a very expanded role in the season, so that's really exciting to me. Um, The show just has a lot of baggage, but I thought that season one was good, I thought season two was good, and I'm looking forward to season three being good.
1: Yep, yep, Absolutely. Uh, Joel, go to you next. What were your thoughts on the trailer for uh, American Gods season
4: three? Uh, well, I, I enjoyed it. I, enjoyed it. I, I actually, um, it was one, It actually looked better than I was expecting because, like, I didn't enjoy the second season as much as I enjoyed the first season. Um, and these show, especially the last two seasons, um, you definitely can't watch that shit tired, or you will pass the fuck out. I will promise you that. <laughs> uh, I um. I have had issues staying up with once uh, if it was too late or uh, like after work or something like that. Um, but I, I enjoy the concept. Like, I like I always wanted to read the book because I enjoyed the idea of it. Watching it come to life, they've done very interesting things with it and I, I've enjoyed the acting tremendously. Um, I'm very curious how they use the new characters. Like, they have the new Leprechaun. I'm very excited for that, even though I also liked uh, Sweetie or Sweetie or whatever. Um, and then, of course, they gave uh, Ricky Whittle some hair this year. That's cool. Um, he looks was- a little
3: strange with it, don't you think? I prefer it, him it's bald.
4: Weird. <laughs> it, it's weird it, because it's weird, but you know, it, you know, it's something different. You know, after three seasons, they, you know, switch it up a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he definitely looks a little odd. <laughs> um. Did I see Marilyn Manson in that trailer? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that- yeah. So, <laughs> so
3: Marilyn, so Marilyn Manson is in season three as a berserker which is essentially just like a fury fighter for the norse gods so wednesday so that makes very much sense but i will tell you that it was a theory of mine in the teaser trailer because all right look at marilyn manson right where he like covers the bottom half of his face right and it's only like the top half of his face up i swear to god i thought that was pablo schreiber i thought they were fucking with us i was like I was like, Marilyn Manson and Pablo Schreiber apparently look very similar from, like, the nose up.
5: (laughs) I will
1: say, say, some could say Tia wanted to see (laughs) I very very
3: much wanted. Do you know how upset (laughs) I was in season two when they killed Matt Sweeney? I know that he died in the book, and he had, like, literally, I know I keep going back to it but it's like his role literally was only two pages in the book right so mm-hmm. they really expanded it but I still was like you're really going to still kill him? What the f-? and that makes me sad because there's another character who's a fan favorite in the show that I'm afraid that they're going to get killed off in season 3
1: it's, it's very possible but I definitely can't judge you on, on thinking that that was Pablo Shriver. I think I've seen the batman trailer so many times I, part of me is like i i saw ben like i saw ben somewhere in there Oh
4: hallucinating.
1: um no but but joel uh did did you want to finish out
3: sorry joel
4: no i, I mean i didn't really have much else to say i mean it looks good it looked like I, I looked way more interesting than i was expecting it looks more colorful sort of um <laughs> i I just. I don't know. I just want to see it and see and compare it to, to the last two seasons because, um, I just want to see how the story's because it was very there was a, a lot of emotion to me in the second season. It
1: was kind of serious.
4: Uh, I want to see if like, I have a little bit more fun this uh, this coming uh season.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dom, your your thoughts on the season three trailer for American Gods?
2: Um. Well, as someone who hasn't watched the show, I've only seen clips, and all the clips I watched.
1: Wait a minute, hold on! <laughs> you just here and let us spoil two full seasons? Oh, it's fine. <laughs> oh um,
2: my goodness! I mean, all the all the clips I've seen are all Mr. Nancy, and that was partially after listening to Tia's interview. And then I saw that one clip go viral. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just look at all his scenes. And um, I can understand if you're not, like, you know, with the shit, that you're going to be like, this is problematic. I don't understand why he's so angry. Um, but the, I thought his writing was great, honestly. Um, and his character seemed great. Uh, so that's unfortunate that, like, once I start to watch the show, I know that he's going to be gone afterwards because – somebody was mad um but no the trailer yeah. looks good i mean it it is something that um it the, the show itself it seems to offer something that's not quite there um on tv on a, on a regular basis um at least not in that the way that it's portrayed um so it does every time i've watched a a trailer or some kind of clip it does they do a good job of making me like I need to watch this show. <laughs> um, so if they're trying to catch the attention of someone who hasn't watched the show, watching that trailer and seeing everything going on and being intrigued by things morphing and changing and it makes you want to watch the show. So um, if that was their goal was to grab somebody like me and like, look, come, come, come watch the show. It worked, you know, so that was good. Well, it
1: always oh. when you have your friends spoil it for you dom. <laughs> um but uh,
3: i i want to stay really quick i don't mean to interject <laughs> but like dom is right like orlando jones was such a big part of american gods and again to go back to the book a uh, nancy is a huge part of the book like when Brittany and I have done our top 10s, cause we've done a top 10 best scenes in American God season one and season two, right? Mm. There's so many Anansi scenes in our top 10s because we like the fans, us, we loved Anansi. Um, mm. Some of the best scenes are his, uh, speech you know on the slave ship, his speech to Bilquis and Abus you know and, and they are emotionally charged and they're great mm-hmm. And he didn't just uh, write his own scenes he wrote scenes for Laura Mooney wrote scenes for Matt Sweeney in season two. so it's like that's a huge person and I was like shocked and horrified when he was fired for the reasons that he stayed he was fired for and I will say even after our, interview i was like holy shit like i don't know how i can look at american gods and it's like almost like a guilty thing where like i look at season three and i'm like man i'm so freaking excited for this show why did this like one bad thing behind the scenes have to happen where it's like that's i I think about that every once in a while yeah no my
1: um my, my hot take for american gods is um i i'm not big on its visuals I think their visuals are somewhat pedestrian. I love American Gods for its story. Um, Yeah. I thought season one did a great job setting the stage with the story, and season two amplified it. Um, it, It's going to sound really weird. I have no interest watching American Gods for the idea of action or the visuals. I have my interest in American Gods is to see how progressive this story can get while still hanging on to the mythology of the characters. Um, And that's what I thought season two did an amazing job of doing. Um, So that's where my interest is um, in in these characters, mainly because I watched all of season one and I didn't know who the hell he was until he said it at the end of one. So I was just like, Oh, okay yeah no i must have
3: missed that but okay that's cool yeah no season one definitely was setting up things like i think people really like season one because brian fuller was behind it and he was behind hannibal and pushing daisy so you have his um i'm sorry i said whoa whoa yeah well, that's what I'm saying. You have his like, you know, his fans who are really like stuck in there for that. So, of course, when he leaves for season two, you're gonna have people who disliked it, you know, because that touch that he brought wasn't there anymore. For me, I'm like, you know, season one was good, but to me, I did like season two because it pushed the story further.
1: Yeah, I, I always like when um, stories find a way to make viewers uncomfortable in its social issues. Um, because it's something that needs it's like it's it's like whenever, um, like if someone has someone that's that's uh gay in a movie, like we still live in a society where that is news instead of it just being as simple as like oh Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be a butcher in this movie, we're like oh okay, like we're not like whoa 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 a butcher, what no, it's just okay, it's regular news. So to me. The more you make people uncomfortable, the more you force them to kind of get used to the idea of, hey, this is just as normal as everything else that you see every day. Um, so to me, keep pushing the envelope till it becomes um, something that people are just used to enough to where it's not really a big deal. They see it, they understand it, and they can they can learn from it and move forward. Um, so huge shouts out to American Gods. Can't wait for January. Uh, see, it's right around the corner. You don't have to wait mm-hmm. a little longer. Right. <sighs> the-
3: Still so long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's move on. I want to get to um, HBO Max doing something that um, I really think they should have somewhat had the the balls to do a little earlier, um, which is telling us, hey, we we get it. We see the climate. We understand that things will probably get a little bit worse before they get better um and we're releasing things in theaters for those who still want to go um and for everyone that's freaking out i do want to remind you i I, it's not cheap so i don't mean to make it sound like it's chump change but you can rent out a theater and just have your friends and family you know nobody's you know germy kids or anything like that just you and people you trust enjoying these movies together Um, but they're also saying that they will be releasing these on HBO Max the same day they drop in theaters. Um, So this is groundbreaking because it's what we want every major studio to do with their streaming service. Um, Just because to me, like everyone freaks out of like, oh my God, like, why would you do this to movie theaters? And I'm like, you guys must have missed like the opening part when it was like in theaters and you can watch it at home. So they're giving you an option. Um, Mm -hmm. You choose not to go to the theater, you're making that decision. Um, No one's forcing you unless it's shut down and you can't go. Then that's completely different. Um, But I'm proud of of HBO and and Warner. Um, This is great. Now, what I'll really be excited about is if warner brothers stops pushing movies back and takes all of their releases that are completely done and move them up like you were originally supposed to have mortal Kombat earlier you pushed it bring that shit back up like there's no need to push it anymore bring it back up um so i'm really hoping that you know we don't have to wait as long for some of these movies you know kind of push them up a little bit more push them up a little bit more Um, but I am excited for that, Joel. I'll start off with you, man. Um, are you excited about this news? And are you one of the people that feels as though this is a direct threat to movie theaters?
4: I mean, that's the part that scares me. I don't want it to be a direct threat to cinema. I love, I love it. I love, I love the movies. I love going to the movies. It's one of my favorite things to do ever. <laughs> like, it, well, I can do that anytime, any any day, anywhere. I go on vacation. I'll still go to the movies. I get mocked all the time. I don't care. That's what I like to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it scares me because like this is this is a big chunk of change they're losing next year. Uh, people don't have to go. Basically, you don't have to go to the movies to see a Warner Brothers next year. And I get why they're doing it. It's really nice of them to do that. Forever, especially if you already have HBO Max. It's not even extra charge like Disney Plus were doing. It's there. You know, same day. Uh, and if you do want to buy, you know, go to a movie, you still can. You have the option to still go to the theater. And look, I will try to go to a theater, maybe run out of theater. I actually looked at the prices. It's literally like $212 to run out of theater. Um, but, you know, if you get enough people. It's not that bad, you know, right? because um, you get up to 20 people, I believe. So that's not that bad if you have to get if you got people punching it. Um, so I don't mind doing that, like for, let's say, two or three movies that year. Uh, and, and then and the rest of the movie, they can just watch at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it scares me a little bit. Yeah. I know the theaters were, I know they weren't happy about it. Um, and it's because it, it it definitely hits them in the pocket and I, I don't want to want to lose them, but I, I don't know. They've seemed to, to stay alive this, thus far. So hopefully this won't be the end of it.
1: Well, there was a report that just came out saying that whenever this new stimulus package comes out, I think it was either around 60 or 70 million might be allocated to movie theaters. Um, so it, it could help them out a little bit but this is what I want people to, to focus on when you're freaking out about the the quote unquote idea that this will kill movie theaters remember this people if people decide to watch these movies at home it's not because they prefer to over theater like if this was 2019 100. people would be seeing all this in the theaters there would be no there would be no conversation it's not like theaters were starting to dwindle out Um, So it's not like if in 2022, they found, uh, you know, they found, you know, something to kind of stop COVID, you know, the world starts to kind of go back to normal, everyone feels safe, people will flood theaters, like, it's not one of those things to where it's just like, hey, man, you know how, like, you have that Walkman with those really weird headphones with with the string, you know, how about I give you some uh, wireless, uh, you know, AirPods in in your phone, and you get... Like it's not that it's not to where you kind of go. Oh well, the Walkman's obsolete. I don't need that anymore. I have you know I have my iPhone and in my my AirPods. It's not that. It's more so when things become safer and people can go to the theaters, it'll be booming again. It will be booming again. So this is not a killer of the theaters. But I tell you what is a killer. A killer is I spent over six five two. No, let's say like the to $300 uh, million dollars making a movie that I'm now progressively pushing back from 2019 to 2020 to 2021, to 2022, because things yeah. look like they're not getting any better. That's a killer also. So to me, and what I think hurts the studios most is whenever they drop James Bond, you know what the first thing everybody in, in, in their mom is going to say? Oh shit, that's right. That didn't come out. I forgot. That's what you don't want as a studio. You don't want to have to keep pumping money into promoting a movie you're not even sure it can come out so it's like they want to build a landscape to where it's like all right i can promote it and i know people will either go to theaters to watch it or watch it at home so to me it's the smart thing to do it's the logical thing to do but as i was telling will from um seeing a nerd don't expect disney to bite on this do not expect disney to bite on this there is a reason why Uh, Mulan was the only movie so far that they've tried out with that. Um, I really honestly feel as though they're like Christopher Nolan. They'd rather you see this in theaters only. Um, So I do believe that if Disney does do it, it'll be with like a Pinocchio. It'll be with like uh, movies like that. It won't be Black Widow. Um, I can almost guarantee you if, if they get desperate enough to do it, it'll be later on. It'll be later on next year. Um, before they get to that point but um so yeah i'll go to you next uh same question uh what are your thoughts on this groundbreaking news um and do you feel as though this is a direct threat to ending movie theaters
3: first i don't think it's a direct threat to movie theaters um when warner brothers announced it i thought that it was a great idea it actually shocked me to see how many people thought it was a bad idea um i i We've had, say, the conversation of uh, our movie theaters dying out before COVID hit, right? I remember mm-hmm. in Vibes lives in the past us asking that there are core people who love going to the theater. Um, I'm not one of them, uh, as you guys probably, <laughs> as you guys probably know. I've said it. I've only in the past say six years ten years even the only time i've gone to the movie theater is either seeing a marvel or a dc movie so i don't go to see these other films so it doesn't affect me that much um but i understand other people are wanting the movie experience so the thing is that we can't get the movie experience right now in new york None of the movie theaters are open right now. So you have states that have no movie theaters open at all. I understand some states do. Some states have drive-ins, and that's great. But we don't here in New York. So you have... Studios, as John was saying, that continuously push back their multi-million-dollar films that are just sitting there collecting dust. They need to make a business. They need to make a business decision, and they made a business decision. I think it's a good business decision to put it out there. Um, in other circumstances, we would be seeing these movies in theater, but they cannot keep pushing them and pushing them because. That's the thing is that people I think have an inaccurate sense of time. They think that as soon as 2021 because people will say I can't wait for 2020 to end. There's no magic when the you know clock strikes midnight that 2021 is magically going to be a different year. Yes, the vaccines are coming. They are going to be for, you know, essential workers first there's going to be a large majority of people or not majority, I'm sorry, but a large amount of people who are going to refuse to take it. Um, And this hurt that these businesses have felt, it does not go away in two seconds. Um, So I understand people are sad for the movie going experience, um, but I believe movie theaters will recover eventually eventually. And this will help them recover. If you want to ask who I feel bad for, I feel bad for Broadway. I don't really feel that bad. <laughs> this sounds bad, I know, but I don't really feel that bad for movie theaters. I feel bad for Broadway workers because those actors are out of work. Broadway is like done until May of 2021 and who knows even what's going to happen there. You can't do do what they're doing for broadway what they're what they have an option for with movies they have all these streaming services that they're coming out with all these networks that come out with streaming services you utilize them and they'll recover the actors will recover the studios will recover eventually the movie theaters will recover too broadway may never recover from this
1: (laughs) well i I told you before tia me and you talked about this earlier broadway just has to adapt you can do um, I mean, here's the biggest reason why Broadway should just, uh, well, not should just, but um, has to learn to adapt. They just did the Thanksgiving Day Parade with literally no one on the streets but the people that were part of the parade. Uh, and it was still a hit. So I'm like, you could do, you could stream Broadway. Yes. Well, people say there's no feeling like being there. Of course. But these are the same people that would tell you there's nothing like being at a basketball game. But we're sure as hell watching it when they were in the bubble. So I'm like, people will learn to kind of just adjust till things get back to normal. But w- people, w- people can't adjust if you're not giving them something to adjust to. Um, so that's why what Warner Brothers is doing is genius because people are sitting here like, bro, you, you moved Batman another year. Why? <laughs> you know? And it's like, well, dude, like this COVID thing is serious. So it's like, all right, how do you adapt to certain things like that? Give people alternative ways to consume. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: I'm sorry, and they're also losing money because they're. See, the thing is, is that they're now f- they're back to filming, right? A lot of projects are back to filming. What's the point of filming if they're if these studios are going to sit on these projects?
1: Right. So, right. Exactly. So, to me, it's one of these things, and I do want to remind people. Between the years of 2010 and 2019 were, um, I think they said, statistically high in um, illegal streaming sites for uh, pirating movies. So for a lot of you guys that are complaining about, like, oh, my God, poor movie theaters. You were pirating this whole time. So (laughs) relax Relax yourself. Um, But, no, it's not a killer. It's not. I mean, me and Joel were talking. It's literally – Like, the example me and Joel were talking about is, like, Blu-ray compared to the fact that everything is now, like, this list. So, like, you don't need a Blu-ray to enjoy the feature of Blu-ray to enjoy the movie. But, a lot of people love physical DVDs. It's why they exist still. I can tell you right now, I have no idea why they exist still, but people love it. So, it's like, if DVDs didn't die, why would we assume movie theaters will die that quickly? Like, No, like, come on, guys. No, realistically, it doesn't make sense. Um, The biggest thing for Warner Brothers is to see how you allocate um, viewership to box office Um, because you're going to kind of have to learn the balance of the two Um, because it doesn't ring the same when you go. uh, (laughs) The number one movie on streaming services, like all right well yeah duh like you're the only movie company putting movies out for streaming services um so it'll be interesting to kind of see how that kind of um surfaces itself but again it's genius and people just have to learn a for everybody in like the mid of 2020 that were like i don't need to wear a mask like you know i have rights well you're why uh warner brothers is (laughs) releasing.
3: It, the, thank you it's like thank you all your parties and all the, the the rallies that you needed to go to and everything to you know that this is what happened okay right. this is okay. what happened it's <laughs> definitely
1: for all you kids that were like oh my god i'm only gonna be 21 once so i'm gonna go uh, yeah.
3: they <laughs> the the ones like we're still gonna party in spring break brah <laughs> this,
1: this, this is definitely for you so thank you thank you the academy would like to thank you
3: Um, the best performers of 2020
1: (laughs) exactly dom i'll go to you man again same question uh how how do you view this this warner brothers streaming service uh dropping these new releases and do you think this is as a guy that lives in the theater um (laughs) do you think this is an immediate end to movie theater
2: no um firstly because movies movies are not, um, they're not made to be experienced at home, right? Initially, they they're supposed to be viewed in the theater, and we have the the um the pleasure and the privilege to be able to view them at home, you know. What I mean, through you know the various ways we have been doing, but and you know, like, so, like when Gemini Man came out, right? They were like, uh, you can see it in the theaters, but you, we want you to uh, if you can find this specific type of theater this is the best way to view this movie. Uh, We have certain movies that are like, hey, watch this movie in IMAX, watch this movie in 4DX. They never say, this movie's gonna be great when it comes out, watch it at home. No, because we know (laughs) these movies for the theater. At home, it could be great, it's just not gonna be as great because we all don't have you know giant screens and the great surround sound that you have in the theater. So it's never gonna be that gray, and also, it's 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 not just a move for them to to lose. You know, it's it's money based, but it's, it's a political move, because you know, with all the talks of the, after the election of like another shutdown coming, they were like, well, if there's a shutdown coming, that means theaters are gonna be completely closed everywhere. So we have to do something. Um, and like Tia said, we it's funny that we talked about this like early last year about uh how can people view movies uh that they don't want to go to the theater or they're anxious or they're having whatever situation they have where they can't go and now we're seeing this coming and i think another reason why it's not a direct threat is because i was on netflix the other day and uh, i think i typed in a word to look for oh i was trying to watch over the moon so i typed in moon and all these different movies popped up that I had never heard of. There are a series I had never heard of. So uh, companies are not gonna wanna just do straight on streaming because the movie may never be watched. It may never get seen it, uh, because all these things are algorithm based. If you, know, you don't watch any kind of superhero movies, Wonder Woman might not pop up on your algorithm at all. So that's a, a, a set of eyes and you can consider like one person let's say, uh, accounts for 10,000 people, that's 10,000 people that may not see that movie even pop up on their algorithm, so no, I don't think it's a direct threat because they know that they're just going to lose money if they went straight, hey, that's all we're going to do, no theaters at all, just straight streaming. Um, but yeah, I think it's a smart move, I think it's um, something we have to do because you know we do still want to enjoy movies, and and the theater is not going to be the option in, in, in your area or at all. Like you have to have some way to put that out. And of course, if it's big enough, it'll be re-released. Um, And people will go watch. We've seen it. People will go watch a, a re-release of a movie just to get the theater experience again or for the first time, um, especially something like, you know, a Suicide Squad or Wonder Woman or you know, Doom. Um, people will go see these movies more than once. So if they watch it at home and then it becomes available on, in the theaters, if they have the chance to go to the theater, I'm sure they're gonna go. So yeah, I think it's it's not a direct threat. Like just like, uh, you know, theater at one point, like like Tia was talking about. At one point, theater was threatened. I'm sure by movies, the mm-hmm. movie industry, and they didn't disappear and they eventually start thriving again. So even if uh, theaters have a downturn uh, for a little bit, they'll, they'll pop back up again.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll even say this. Tia was saying how uh, she would only go to theaters for, you know, like the, the bigger name films. I'll say this. Movie theaters were losing me until Joelle saved them for me. Uh, When Joelle mentioned the words Dolby um, and I experienced that shit.
4: There's only one way. I was, like, Dolby.
1: I was like, wait a minute, Joel. We've been watching <laughs> movies as peasants this whole time. Like why? <laughs> why have we been like, you know what I'm saying? Like now, like when I went to Dolby for the first time, I think I didn't even eat it. I think I bought like like caviar. I'm like, all right, well, like, you know, there's a higher way of living now. So I'm like, it, it revamped. My interest in 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 the theater experience, but as Joelle, I've fallen asleep in theaters like a million times. All the time. Yeah. Would I prefer to be able to go like, damn, I fell asleep. Oh, but I can rewind it and watch it from the beginning. Um, yes, a hundred percent, yes. Um, I'm not to me the theater experience is like not like this is the only way I can consume a movie. I'm like, no, I don't mind watching it from home. I
3: don't mind. Um, well, I'll, I'll say, too, that it also depends, like, on the theater. Um, I'll tell you, John, that I had a little bit of that experience, too. Um, the Alamo came into Yonkers a few years ago, and I did like going to that theater a lot more than any other theater because it was almost a fun experience you went in and they had everything themed to like what the big movie was that night if you sat in the seats you know they had all these like commercials that had everything to do with like the theme they had like you know spiderman themed freaking nachos or drinks or something like that and it was a really cool experience so it all depends i guess i will say I've never seen anything on Dolby, so maybe I need to experience that at some point.
1: Yes. Tell you what, yes, Fia, you do. I tell you what, not only is the sound in the picture just immensely better. When Joel showed me that the seats went back, I was just like, all right, well, I'm <laughs> definitely going to sleep, but I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this sleep, though. <laughs> um, but we welcome in Dan. Uh, what's going on, Dan?
6: Hey, how's it going, everybody?
1: we are we were actually just talking about passing to you to end the uh, the conversation we were saying how warner um has you know kind of set new heights for streaming by saying hey all of our new movies next year you can view them in theaters or you can watch them at home uh what what were your initial thoughts when you first heard that Dan?
6: uh i'm i'm i was surprised it seems very counterintuitive for a, uh, a studio to do that. But I, I mean, you have to release these movies at some time or another, I'd imagine. Uh, but yeah, you, if you're releasing movies that cost $200 million to stream, I don't, I don't know how that would play out for very long. I would imagine they would still want the audience to go to the theaters at one point to recoup some type of profit but uh, I was very shocked.
1: I will definitely say the numbers are somewhat different. But the biggest thing I can compare this to is when record labels were like, wait a minute, you want me to only release music on streaming sites when I'm making all this money by physical hard copies? No, that's stupid. And I can tell you right now. You won't find many record labels that are like, would you guys like a hard CD (laughs) to purchase? No, no, no. And and to your point, Dom, about the algorithm and missing out on things, the the biggest problem with Apple Music specifically is if you're not a Drake, a Taylor Swift, uh, a Shawn Mendes, your, your music isn't featured on Apple. So a lot of times you got to type in the artist and go, Oh my God, I didn't even know like he dropped an album, but you know, whose fault that is, is record label, get them on the front page. If you're Warner and let's say, um, uh, let's say mortal Kombat, That's probably not appealing to the mass, like the world, right? It, it has its core base, but it's probably not that appealing to the world. If you put that on HBO max and people, you know, people don't catch it. You know whose fault that is, Warner. Why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you market that better? Why wouldn't you have that as one of the featured things that pops up when someone logs into HBO Max? So there's just a lot of accountability that would go on the studio to make that work. Um, but again, it, it's not the end of theaters whatsoever. It's giving you an option. Uh, that that's what I would like to just remind people. It, it's you have an option. It's Not telling you the only way to consume it is in. Um, is at home but who knows if by summer of 2021 um the world is somewhat getting back to normal hbo can pull gotcha and say psych watch it in theaters <laughs> there is no watching it at home gotcha yeah. um so i mean it's it's very easy to to kind of make that work for you if, if you're warners but to your point dan um i would assume Because think about it like this, Dan. The Mandalorian is purely streamed, right? It's a movie broken up into show form. I will say that till the day I die. They spend a crap ton of money for The Mandalorian, right? And you assume they make up their profits with the viewership. So if you're Warner, you kind of go, well, Marvel's feeling really comfortable putting Tom Hiddleston in TV, putting Elizabeth Olsen in TV, putting Jeremy Renner in TV they assume that money is going to be made up that they're spending to make it. So if Disney's that comfortable taking these bigger name properties and placing them in show form to meet profit instead of making it into a movie, I think Warner Brothers looking at this like Mortal Kombat is a pretty good amount in streaming. So I I think they're not fearing it. I'll see how they get, because Dan, me and you said, we're looking forward to Kong uh, versus Godzilla. I really do feel like that is purely a movie thing. I can't watch that at home and experience it the same way. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll we'll just have to see. Um,
6: I, I, I would say real quick. Yeah. Uh, I think the difference between the Mandalorian and this is, uh, you know, the Mandalorian was made specifically to bring people in to. Disney Plus, whereas the movie like what WB is setting to release was not really planned for that. Uh, It, it seems like it was just a Again, they, they have to release these movies and with no end in sight. It's like, we will just, we have to do this. It's not something that was specifically made to recoup losses. I would say, or it wasn't meant to drive people to HBO Max.
1: I'll say that's fair, but I'll also tell you this. As much as I do believe HBO Max has been putting out quality content like Flight Attendant, like um, the show with Nicole Kidman that I watched that I I really enjoyed, um, they've been doing great with some of their programming. There is a huge difference of what brought people to Disney Plus and what will keep them and what is bringing people to HBO Max. Seemingly, a lot of people got HBO Max when they heard the Snyder, uh, the Snyder Cut was coming, right? Like, oh, you're doing these big DC projects. I, I want to make sure I don't miss it, right? So picture if DC is something that you could care less about, right? But you want HBO, but you just heard um, Doom comes out on, on HBO Max. That's a reason to subscribe. Um, you know, Kong versus Godzilla, that's a reason to subscribe. So it wasn't made for the purpose of the streaming service, but it sure as hell won't hurt. <laughs> it, it, it'll definitely help them for a lot of people that are like, oh, HBO Max seems like it's just, you know, these the DC stuff and I'm not really interested. But when they figure out like, hey, no, look at this. Big movies are coming here. People will definitely sign up for it. I mean, there's a reason why HBO Max dropped this news and then immediately were like, hey, 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 no more free subscriptions. Ah, no, no more of that. <laughs> like y'all y'all gotta pay up. Um, because they, they see what's coming. They definitely see what's coming. Um, but all right, I wanna talk a little bit, uh a little bit, let's get into some Marvel. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. We had posted it obviously on our Twitter um from Jimmy Kimmel. Him and Fallon always throw me off. It's Kimmel. Um, We saw him giving uh, Zendaya uh, third Uh, degree about what to expect in Spider-Man 3. And luckily for Marvel, uh, Jimmy was interviewing Zendaya, not Tom or uh, Mark Ruffalo. Um, So he got nothing out of her. But... To me, whenever an actor or a player or anybody says, I can neither confirm nor deny, that's a yes. Um, I told you all that. That will always be a yes to me because you easily could have just said no. she mm-hmm. like, could have said no, 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 <laughs> nope. But she said, I can neither confirm nor deny, meaning there's a good chance she ran into Toby and Andrew somewhere on that filming set at some point. Um, but, Joel, I'll start off with you, man. Um, just kind of hearing that, uh, what are your expectations for this Spider-Man 3 movie that we have literally are starting to hear less and less about um, as filming's getting, you know, more and more rampant?
4: Well, <laughs> I don't know anymore, honestly. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> it, it, there's like a, it could go in so many different directions. Uh, it really does seem like it's going it, to the multiverse is going to play a factor in the movie um and i'm open to it you know it's not exactly what i was looking forward to originally i i was you know the way the way it ended in the second movie i was kind of still focused on that but this is also a good way to like explain it (laughs) If if you do it the right way uh with this whole multiverse idea so um I'm very curious to see what's real and what's not. I, that's why I'm waiting for confirmation. A lot of people are excited. People are going to freak out once once it's officially announced. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm also excited, but I just really want some answers because I don't know. And like I said, when it comes to multiverse, I get confused and it gives me a headache. And I, I just need answers. I don't like speculating. Just tell me what the fuck's going on. Yeah,
1: no, I, I'm completely with you on that. I will say the only thing, Joel, that's bugging me about Spider-Man 3 um, and kind of somewhat what to expect is, I'm curious, guys, please chime in. Am I the only one that was a little bit bothered when they were like, oh, Doctor Strange is going to be in it, but he's going to be kind of like a mentor to Peter. I'm like, didn't we just have a movie in Far From Home that was setting up him no longer needing a mentor? It was him breaking out of the shadow of Stark and realizing... I'm my own man now. Like, why are you giving me another mentor for him?
4: Like, <laughs> I think it was. I think it was the way it was worded because it said uh, he'll be taking over the mentor role. Uh, that that was there for you know by Tony Stark, and I think that's just the adult role. <laughs> it just seems like the adults will be hanging out with the most. Uh, that's what it seems like to me. I don't know if we'll see it as much Happy, and we'll probably see more Doctor Strange just because how fucking weird it is.
1: Yeah, no, I get Dr. Strange's need to be in it. I completely understand that. I, I, Like you just said, the word mentor is the only thing that bothered me because I'm like, the whole purpose of the last Spider-Man movie was to show him no longer needing that. Him yeah, need again,
4: from I, I, that's from the article. We don't know for, for a fact what that's all about. I think that's just how they worded it, you know?
1: Yeah, well, shame on you, article, because I'm like, you just gave me a movie <laughs> defeating that whole that whole title um what are you next what are some of your expectations for spider-man 3 whether it being uh more of more of an introduction into the multiverse because we know wandavision will stop. literally a three arc uh story it's literally wandavision spider-man and it ends in doctor strange uh two um so what what are some of the expectations you have for uh spider-man 3 Tia?
3: I mean, I want to say that I don't really have a whole lot of expectations. I've enjoyed the past two Spider-Man films. I really like Tom Holland as Peter Parker. So the thing is, is, you know, we had a roller coaster with this third one right at first uh disney and sony broke up and spider-man was going away and tom holland was part of you know the venom verse and we were all sad and then suddenly uh disney and sony decided to make up and now we have it back you know have them back again so it's like it was such a roller coaster of what to expect and they've been consistently adding all of these characters um i don't know if i really have any expectations i think it's really cool to see dr strange and peter parker interact again because their interactions in infinity war were hilarious um you know i i I'm really not expecting a whole lot. It's going to be super interesting.
0: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my. Awards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.
3: See um, how these characters from former Spider Man films that Tom Holland was not involved in are involved in the film. That's interesting. Honestly, it's such a minute thing, right? This is so tiny. But I think my biggest thing was like, so. Will happy and Aunt May get back together? <laughs> like that's my thing is I'm like, I, I, you know, everything else can just happen and I'd be cool. i like, go with the flow, but I just really need Aunt May to realize that happy is a great man for her. I know like she is good looking, she's got it going on and she you know all this this and that, but like come on, man, make happy a part of the family.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what their their plans are for Aunt May in, in her personal life. Um, I don't even know how much room you have for an Aunt May in a story where Peter's supposedly traveling through a multiverse. Very uh, true. So I'm like, I, I don't even know how much story is for uh, MJ and Ned. So I mean, there's just a lot to kind of see how they play it out. Um, you know, because if he spends most of his time in the multiverse... I'm assuming Doctor Strange isn't like, hey, is there any friends you want to bring with us before, like we go on this really dangerous mission? Like, you know, you know, tell them to pack a bag. So, I don't know. No, he'd
3: be so mad that, that, like, no way would that ever happen.
1: We'll definitely see how that how that pans out. But, uh, Dan, I want to go to you next. Um, I'm gonna throw this out there, Dan, because me and you like like theories, like like conspiracy theories for uh for these movies. Um, we heard the rumor, uh, well, we we know Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro. Uh, we heard some rumors, whether you believe him or not, you know, whatever, of possibly Doc Ock. Um, are, are we starting to feel like a uh, Willem Dafoe appearance is uh, is in the midst for uh, Spider-Man 3?
6: Yeah, it's funny, I was thinking that the other day. I mean, if you're going to bring back two of them, why not bring back like the majority of them, really? I had heard a rumor that Dane DeHaan was going to make an appearance and maybe you could have Dane DeHaan and Willem Dafoe kind of meet up and it would be almost like uh, Willem Dafoe actually likes this version of Harry uh, and doesn't resent him unlike um, uh, uh, Franco's Harry. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I think if you're going to, like, they just, they're, they're, it seems like they're throwing the, the whole kitchen sink at this. So why not? <laughs> why not yeah. give it a shot? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's either going to be, like, way too much or it's going to be perfect somehow. I don't know.
1: Well, I tell you what, Marvel's found a way to make multi villains work. In a world where we've seen multi-villains not work, they've found a way to make it work. Um, so we definitely have to give props to them. But then, the first thing I thought when they were talking about Doc Ock, right? Like, and, and Joe, I definitely want you to chime in here. Um, mm. We've all heard, like, at some point we're getting Norman Osborn, right? Like, he's going to be somewhat important to the MCU going forward, right? The first thought I had when they mentioned Spider-Man kind of going through the multiverse was what if after, you know, they, they save the day or whatever, you know, they go through all the craziness, he comes back in this new reality. Um, Norman Osborn is like the mayor or something of, of, of like, of, of New York. And they're saying he's been here in this reality the whole time. And it's now like, all right, is, is this Norman Osborn taking up where the last Spider-Man story left off to where he's a menace? Is this Norman Osborn trying to take down Spider-Man? And it doesn't work legally, so he suits up his goblin to take Spider-Man down personally. I'm just like, my mind immediately went to a multiverse is very confusing, but it's very easy to pluck in plot points and say, Boom. It's been here the whole time. Um, So that was the first thing that I thought of. And I was just like, I don't don't know how they're going to work out Norman Osborn, but it's obviously going to be introduced in a Spider-Man story. Um, So it's just all about how they're able to do it. Um, So I'm really excited for how, you know, what this movie can set up. But Dom, your expectations on Spider-Man 3, and um, are you buying us having more than one Spider-Man in this movie.
2: Um I want to say yes only because so we've gone through this whole um Infinity Saga and you need the next big great grand thing to happen, right? We are a new multiverse is going to be big in itself because of so many possibilities. But when you're leading up to this big bang, that's going to lead into other things. Other you want to make you want to make this Spider-Man movie uh, like a, like an Avengers uh, type of feel. So I, I I would foresee them not holding back, <laughs> and even if it's just a glance of some characters, um, the, the show show everything you you can. Um, and I'm sure you know. Some of them might not be up to the the new Marvel um, body standards. You know, everybody can't be a brolic all the time. It's like Sir McGuire is like, I'm not trying to like lose 100 pounds and look like Thor right now. So can we just like show my face? So I'm sure they're gonna do something like that. And I can, I mean, I kind of foresee. it. And I kind of wish that Doctor Strange was kind of like, in a way, I kind of wish he was kind of not. That great at what he's at being a sorcerer, to where all this stuff happens as a mistake because Peter's like, hey, everybody knows who, that I'm Spider-Man. Can you undo it? And then he like tries to, and he messes it up, and that's how we get all this jumbled up mess. But he's not that goofy of a character to to make those kind of mistakes. Um, but th- I do think there is going to be some kind of grandiose thing that happens um and i mean hell why not uh with all the infighting with um within the spider-man world between sony and marvel why not like do this as kind of a let's bury the hatchet type of thing and give us a taste of the sony world and the marvel world together you know
1: i will say when i first heard that they were maybe thinking about doing it the first thing i thought is i felt really sorry for andrew garfield Because remember, Tom Holland's playing in a world that Andrew Garfield always wanted to play in. So figure Sony coming to him and going, hey, so remember how you wanted to be in these Avengers movies and we said no and then recasted you? Would you like to come back and do it? (laughs) Like... Like, oh, like like take over for Tom. No, just a cameo. Like, no, man, y'all go to hell. No, I'm not coming back for no day. But time. I'd like
3: to think that Andrew Garfield is chill enough of an actor that he'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it. I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy who would.
1: I mean, I I, I won't say that he's not. I, I've never met the man, but I I know this. If there's one thing Juwan enjoys, it's petty and <laughs> well
3: not everyone's like juan <laughs>
1: garfield i would just be sitting there like mm-hmm, nope mm, nope fine, somebody else. you call toby yeah what did he say no all right yeah i'm a no too um no but i mean they could definitely do something really cool like i don't need to see them fight with each other i'd be really cool if they did like a spidey uh force, like spider-man's version of the speed force or like as they're traveling through, he's seeing different mirages of different spider Um and it's just like, boom, Tobey Maguire, uh, Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker today, boom, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker today. Like, I'd be, I'd be okay with that. I don't really need them. Like, oh, let's fight together. I don't really need all that. I, I, I think I'm okay.
2: They gotta do the meme though. They gotta, they gotta do the meme of the Spider-Men is all looking at each other, pointing like, oh shit, who are you? <laughs> We need it. It needs to come. <laughs> I, that I, happened recently, right? The, like a meme
1: came up. Yeah, it was into the Spider-Verse. They did it. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, we deserve it in live action form. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So, I mean, here's here's the hoping we all get a little bit of what we we were each talking about. Um, and they perfect it, you know? Like, give us something really cool that's memorable. This is seemingly a once-in-a-lifetime thing where Spider-Man has to go through a, uh, a multiverse. Take account. All right, let's move on. Uh, we got some set photos for Hawkeye uh, in, in Hawkeye's um, show for uh, Disney+. Plus. We also got a confirmation of a casting. Uh, I was trying to get Kanan on this episode so he could issue Haley uh, Steinfeld an apology uh, for the constant hate that he gives this poor girl. <laughs> he refused, obviously. Um, He'll hear this and and give me an earful, but um, Haley has been confirmed as Kate Bishop. Um, It's funny because her rumor was one of the more entertaining rumors purely because it was neither confirmed nor denied. You know how like I tell you guys I hate that term? That's where it was. It was neither confirmed nor denied. It was just like, oh, no, 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 she's too busy. It was like, well, did she say she was too busy? no, but we're just assuming that because of her show on, on Apple. Like, well, no one said that, (laughs) like, where did that come from? So it was just really interesting that a set photo is how we really kind of got the confirmation. Um, but Joao, i start off with you. Mm. I want you to kind of talk about that. The Haley, uh, the Haley casting mainly because it, I feel like the breaking news happened right around the time that the photo started to circulate. Um, So what were your thoughts on the confirmation that she is our Kate Bishop?
4: I mean, I was pretty much certain that she was for a long time. And then there was a a moment like maybe two months ago where I was like, oh, maybe she's not. (laughs) Because it just sat there for the longest time. And then like, oh, maybe she's not attached anymore. They're looking and maybe they're going in a different direction or whatever. But it just, everything kept pointing towards her uh so and of course it's been almost a year that she's technically been cast it feels like um it probably is though it probably has been a year since they announced it um but you know it was gonna be like this month where they were gonna it was gonna be confirmed and then we finally got the that one video but we can't make out who the fuck it was in the video so we're like is it really her but the guy there said it was but we have we can't see it and then of course, then the, the really high def pictures started coming out. Oh, yeah, that's definitely her. So, yeah, it was confirmed. Haley Steinfeld is Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, and we get that we got confirmed that the, the Lucky the Dog is there. Obviously, Jeremy Renner is back. So, and it looks like he has his ear, yeah, his hearing aids. So I'm like, oh, okay. There's a whole bunch of shit we're seeing. So that's really cool. And I'm just, it's nice to have confirmation, especially after months and months of questioning it.
1: Yeah, and it's just one of those things where it's like, it—it it was one of those castings that when you heard, you were just like, oh, Marvel, don't fumble this! Like, make this, make this work." You know what I'm saying? Because they've been doing a really great job of their younger castings, um, and, and you know, obviously, as to what is what is supposed to be their Avengers going forward. Um, I mean, they're 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 batting a hundred right now, so it's like. Don't drop the ball in this. And, you know, in true Marvel fashion, of course they didn't. They probably knew she was going to be um, Kate Bishop for the longest. It was just all about scheduling, making sure, you know, you could make it work and everything. Um, and in true fashion, they made it work. And it's a great, great, great casting. And like you oh. said, they – go ahead. No, I said, yep. <laughs> um, they, like you said, they had Lucky the Dog – I freaked out, Joelle, when I saw the hearing aid. I yeah. Went, no way. I can't believe they did it. Um, so that blew my mind. Um, now, Joelle, I want to get into – I'm trying to find it here. I don't know why I could not find it on the page, but we got all the um, castings uh, uh, okay. from uh, this season of, of Hawkeye. Um, yeah. Oh, of them... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs>
4: No, I said uh, at least what they've released is what I'm saying.
1: Oh right. One of them was a lot of people freaked out because they considered it a spoiler alert. Um, I don't know why. I, I don't know why people thought uh Yelena was was, was gonna die in Black Widow. <laughs> um <laughs> I I thought everybody was under the mindset that it was obvious Natasha was going to pass the baton. Um to her and you know obviously sometime in the present she would meet up and join um the the new avengers the avengers whatever um but when you heard of that casting for the show what what were your thoughts were you like whoa maybe wait until black widow comes out or did it really make no difference
4: i mean i think what happened was the fucking black widows was come out like in february wherever the fuck it was and so like they can't hold back this news much longer they're filming so like it's gonna come out uh yeah now it's spoiled she's she's coming back for this show She she might even be in another show who knows um because it takes place in the future and black widow takes place in the past um yeah i wasn't one of those people that thought she was gonna die or that she wasn't who she was i know there was some speculation that she was taskmaster or some shit like that but Obviously, that doesn't seem to be the case unless Taskmaster is in fucking Hawkeye. I mean, that'd be surprising. Uh, but I think they would say that, you know, it wouldn't be just Yelena. Um, but, yeah, look, I'm happy that she's there. It uh, looks like it, it is a, more of a passing of the torch like we all suspected. Uh, and, and I like it. I mean, who better?
1: Yeah, it's funny because we originally thought um, Taskmaster was the one guy of the entire cast They refuse to talk about.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's obviously the guy that they don't want that he's there, but they won't talk about him. He's just, they will not barely say his name.
1: Right. We never thought she was taskmaster. So a lot of this to me and you, Joel, were kind of just like, we don't know where people got upset, like where people went left, but we kind of thought, well, that guy's obviously taskmaster. Um, But T, I want to go to you next. Um, seeing the set photos of hawkeye and, and seeing the the casting for uh yelena um what kind of shocked you most seeing that um hayley steinfeld was confirmed as kate bishop or that yelena was going to be in the show
3: i mean i don't know if i'm shocked that yelena is going to be in the show i'm happy um because it'll probably be the only reason why, why I actually watch the show. But um, what you recall is that the reason why people thought that Yelena was going to die in Black Widow is because there is this conspiracy theory that so Black Widow takes place before Infinity War, right? And if you see Yelena's get up, right, she has the white outfit and she has that greenish sort of vest and her hair is blonde, right? Well, we see Natasha in Infinity War with the greenish vest and her hair is blonde and people were assuming that maybe Yelena died and to be more in hiding, Natasha took over Yelena's like, identification or something. So that's where like the uh, tinfoil hat sort of speculation came from. Um, but it'd be really cool. Like, uh, not Well, now we know, right? Yelena's going to be in the... Uh, Hawkeye series so I mean I like Florence Puh however you say her last name uh, I really like her and her fighting style in the Black Widow trailer looked epic as shit so to be So to have it confirmed that she's going to continue being in MCU projects is awesome. The actress is young, she's capable, she's extremely talented. So it's like Deadpool says in Deadpool 2, we need them young enough to have them in a franchise for another 10 to 12 years.
4: Exactly.
1: <laughs> right. Um, and-, and Tia, we, we definitely got to work with you and Kanan uh, with this Hawkeye series.
3: Uh, it's so painful. It's like it wasn't enough to have him in that, like, to have a whole, like, hour arc of his in Age of Ultron. Then they were like, you know what, people want a Hawkeye series. And it's like, no, that's not what I want at all. That's not what I want at all. <laughs> I'll, take it, I'll take two Hawkeye series over a Loki series. Uh, <laughs> I'm um, sorry. I'm signing off.
1: <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. There will be a moment where uh, we sit Tia down with Jeremy Renner to resolve their issues. <laughs> oh that Jeremy- yes, she is definitely doing that interview. She's been <laughs> is going to interview uh Haley. has <laughs> oh, yes. I'm <laughs> telling you,
3: if, if Kane never was like, Tia, I have an interview for you. It's huge. It's with Jeremy Renner. You're like, oh, god damn, why? Why?
1: <laughs> yeah, and, Tia, and we would say you would have to work in eight nice things to say about this show. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: Joanne was really upset. I'm sorry to interject, but Joanne was really upset. Um, Listening to my top 10 this past week, which was the top 10 uh, DC and Marvel characters we'd recast. And you bet your ass Hawkeye was on that list.
4: (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah,
1: Pia's list. It was just it was I mean, Joel, they they found a way to work poor pepper pots in. I'm like American <laughs> <too> car. Cool.
5: <laughs> that was Brittany's pick. That was who I oh
1: I tell God. you what, if there were if there were ever two podcasts in a week to make me cry, congrats Tia and congrats Dan. Uh, <laughs> you guys did a really good job of really messing with my emotions oh
3: um joan did you ever listen to dan's podcast where they did uh the justice league
1: <laughs> i would never listen, to that. listen if dan wants me to keep my love for him it's best i never ever hear that episode <laughs> um but no um dan i'll, I'll go to you next dan
5: <laughs> what
1: were your thoughts on set photos of, of Hawkeye, kind of showcasing really comic accurate shots, um, whether it be the earpiece, whether it be uh, the dog, um, and then obviously the confirmation of Haley Steinfeld, and now the news that um, Florence Pugh will be reprising her role as Yelena um, in the Hawkeye series. Uh,
6: yeah, um, I'm a, I'm on the same boat with uh, Joelle, where I. Kind of thought that Haley Steinfeld had been confirmed or that there wasn't any other there wasn't anyone else in the running really so I wasn't totally shocked by that um I had kind of forgotten about uh Yelena because I mean that movie was supposed to come out years and years and years ago it seems (laughs) so it's like oh okay that's cool I guess I mean either way uh I, I'm not the person to ask about. Hawkeye. Oh that's my wife. My wife loves uh, Jeremy Renner and all uh, oh, nice. uh, So she she was more excited for it than I was. But um, yeah, I, I think it's cool how it, it seems as if these Disney Plus series really get to hone in on the little details of characters, like the uh, the dog and the ear. Um, hearing aids whereas the movies are so you know macro the disney man the disney plus series could be micro Um, right i I, obviously i'm gonna watch it even though i'm not super excited for it but um i like Haley steinfeld i thought she was really really good in bumblebee that's the only movie i've seen her in so but uh (laughs) yeah she was she was really good in that and the set photos look promising i mean she has a bow so that's part of it <laughs> that part excited me Like, oh, okay so she's doing it um yeah I think it'll be it'll be cool it, I don't I'm not expecting too much from this series but I think I'll be entertained
1: yeah I, I will say um part of and, and Tia this is not for you but part of what hurt <laughs> guys character um is that Josh Whedon just didn't give him a a good arc in the no. movie um, and then you followed it up with kind of making his art kind of rather annoying in the second one. Um, and then by the annoying. well, it was it, it honestly, if I'm being completely honest with you, it felt really out of place. <laughs> That's dying. thank Hillary, you. So we won't even go there.
4: No, because I disagree 100%.
1: Yeah, I, to me, there was, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm like, they're looking for a place to hide out. You have a billionaire on, on, on the flight with you, and you're like, I, I don't know where to go. So like, what? Okay, all right, it, it, fair, whatever. Um, but by the time you really gave Hawkeye, like, a great arc, it was five seconds, uh, and then he was Hawkeye again. Um, so this show will kind of give you a chance to see the great Hawkeye that if you read the comics, you've seen plenty of, um, that the movie just really haven't, you know, focused yeah. But
4: it's yeah. It's literally adapting his best comic book arc.
1: 100%. 100%. But again, it, it goes to, to be fair, to, to Jeremy Renner and, and even Scarlett Johansson to a degree. Um, I thought it was honestly weird that out of all the superpowers or super intellectual beings that you had in the first Avengers movie, you were like, icing on the cake is definitely two spies. And it was like, okay, I, I guess. Um, so it didn't really give them much to do. That's
4: called budgeting. <laughs>
1: Well, you didn't really need those two to, to balance out your budgeting for that first Avengers movie. But, again, the Black Widow movie, again, will give us a side of Natasha we haven't really get to see uh, explored because she's only really been in team-up movies. Same with Hawkeye getting his own show. So, again, uh, Marvel's treating Natasha and, um, and Clint the way that we viewed um, – <laughs> Batman and Aquaman and Wonder Woman. So we were, we were like, no, 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 don't introduce them in team up movies first. Give them solos and then put them in the team up movies so people yeah. have a better understanding of them. So Marvel's doing it in reverse.
4: And you get other characters like in, in, in Black Widow, you get Red Guardian. Like I never ever expected to see the fuck out of Red Guardian. In a I movie. didn't think we'd get. T- yes. <laughs> uh.
1: I didn't think uh, we'd ever get
4: Taskmaster. Ever. So that was uh, Taskmaster, but that, that was more likely. We're gonna get Echo and fucking Hawkeye. Like that's the original Ronin. Like that that's where that he gets he gets it from her, you know? So it's like yep. they're gonna do it.
1: <laughs> they're going all the way there. Yeah, no, I, I'm completely with you, bro. It it the, the thing that I love most about Disney Plus is it gives you a chance to flesh out things that a movie just couldn't focus on. Um. Oh, so, yeah. you know, you're getting it drawn out. That's why I said um, the best way to enjoy the prequels of Star Wars, honestly, in my opinion, is watching Star Wars The Clone Wars and then plugging the movies in in the spots where they belong. Because mm-hmm. it's a full arc, the movies just weren't able to get to or didn't want to get to that Dave Filoni gave you all the backstory of. Um, yes. that's how I viewed the Disney plus shows to where it's like Hawkeye's story like this. You probably were never going to get in a full movie version. Um, so you get it in a show format where they can really flesh out and geek out as much as they want because they're not conforming to anything. You have to conform a lot to kind of please the masses, which aren't fans. It's more so common moviegoers that want to see it, um, what? with a TV show. You don't really need any of that. You're kind of like, you watch it, you watch it. You don't, you don't. Um, they know they have the loyal fan base that'll that'll be tuning in. So um, mm-hmm. that's what makes Disney Plus so special and what they're doing with their shows. But um, Dom, I did not go to you and see, you thought I was going to forget you, Dom. I know, I see you. Um, <laughs> what, what, what were your thoughts seeing the set photos of Hawkeye, uh, seeing Haley be confirmed and us getting the news, uh, Florence will be in the Hawkeye show
2: um looking at the photos it now like for one i can't say that like when it initially came like we got news of like oh it's gonna be a hawkeye series i can't say that i was excited i was like i mean yeah, cool I guess. i mean I, I mean i watch it but like i'll probably wait to one day to binge it all because i don't care that much but with florence pugh added and and uh, Haley steinfeld and vera, vera i think it's farmiga
4: um yes yeah farmiga
2: they're really good. I mean, those are some of like my favorite actresses to to watch. Um, and in the way of the the way that it looks right now from the photos, it kind of gives me like a um, action thriller type of vibe, um, <laughs> kind of like a like a twenty four almost. Um, Oof! Don't put that on that. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: but uh, I mean, this could
2: uh, hopefully. Um, for me at least, it's gonna bring more interest into the world of this character. I was kind of curious though, if, if it was actually gonna happen. Cause earlier in the year, I had saw some photos of Jimmy Renner and he looked terrible. Like he looked like he had encephalitis. Like, I don't know what was going on with dude, but I was like, did he get like Morpheus is, is real? And he's like sucked all the plasma out of his body because he looks like he's <laughs> dying. Um, But I mean, makeup, I guess, is gonna make him look not dead. So, uh, but no, I mean, it looks cool. Um, I uh, will have to kind of research the character a little bit more to like, you know, see, to care more. Uh, because, you know, growing up, seeing the character, I was like, he looks like like an off-brand Harvey Birdman. I know Harvey Birdman is like off-brand. So like, it just, he looked goofy to me. And I didn't, so I didn't care as much. But like, knowing that there is a more serious um story arc, um, And like you guys are saying, they're doing the best one. It has me curious to see what's, how it's going to turn out. Um, and then with these names added, it just makes me more like, okay, it's going to be a little serious. It's going to be some good acting. Um, I loved um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I know the acting is like slightly, you know, above soap opera, but it was still good. So this show being on uh, Disney Plus, it's, it's going to be has to be has to be as good uh, as good if not better so i'm cool with it
1: yeah i mean uh i think my biggest question is um we know that he hung up being hawkeye for legal reasons um and obviously when half the world disappeared legal reasons didn't matter so he went to become ronan um my question would be what brings him now that he has his family back the world's good what brings him back to having to be hawkeye again let alone training somebody else. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's my biggest question, is what leads to all of this? Um, because it seemed like a character towards the end of um, Infinity War, not Infinity War, I'm sorry, the end of uh, Endgame, that kind of found peace with everything. You know, he just lost Natasha, just lost uh, Tony. Um, you know, it, it was all a matter of um, how are you going to... To find peace, and his peace was getting his family back. So, what brings you back to the life of bow and arrows? Um, can't wait to see. Um, all right, we're just gonna do one or two more topics, and we're gonna wrap it up for the night. Um, let's go to oh, Joel. Can't forget, can't leave this out, man. Oscar okay. Isaac as Solid Snake. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know there are so many people excited about that. I've for one never played the the games. Um, nothing against it. I just, I, I, it's never circulated. Uh, That's so Fox right? sucks well, no, I, I did grow up with a brother that no, really it's Disney. yes, relax. I don't, um, no,
4: it's, it's, it is the facts are facts, Juan. Let's not debate this here.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, regardless, um, I just wanted to make it clear. I, there was no issue on the game, it just never really circulated its way to me, but my brother was a huge fan of it. Um, anything Oscar Isaac agrees to, I'm kind of like, yeah, but I, I, I made the joke. The first thing Kevin Feige said, like when he heard this was like, all right, but you know, you're doing moon Knight first, right? Like, <laughs> all right. You know, as long as that's clear, like you know, give a damn about no solid snake. Um, but Joel, I'll start with you. Um, how big is this? Not only are we getting a movie for metal metal gear solid, but they got the guy, they got the guy that wanted them and seemingly they wanted him. Um, usually doesn't happen that way in Hollywood, to where a guy like just comes up and is like, "I want it," and they're like, "Okay." Like, I think Mahershala is like the first of maybe ten actors that we know in this in this kind of world that can kind of just walk up and go, "Give me it," and they're like, "All right."
4: Okay, yeah. The Rock would be the other one. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just give me. But
1: that—that's pure. That's not because they thought The Rock would be a great Black Adam. That's because who says no to The Rock? That's the only reason.
4: That's power, though. You know, just go in there and say, uh, "You have your choice of whoever the fuck you want."
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like with those muscles, you choose. Do you want to be Batman? You can be Batman. It's like we'll make that work, whatever you want. <laughs> Move over,
4: Jesus Christ! Imagine <laughs> um, it's it's big, Juwan, uh, especially in the, if you are a fan of uh, the video the video game series. Uh, it's huge because uh, it's been speculated for years. You know, we've forever we've all speculated there might be a movie and i've always been afraid because it's such an in-depth very detailed game where a lot of the stuff we're living right now they predicted then (laughs) it's kind of scary because that's just how in-depth it is uh because it all takes place technically in the future uh not in the far future but only like a couple years into the future or whatever so like by the time you're on the last game, well not the last game, but like the, probably the second to last game, it's like now ish, you know. Um, but it's such a good, it's just so detailed that I'm am scared for it, but at the same time really excited because like I said, it just there's it's, it's a parasitic. It's a lot of military esque. Uh, the, the Metal Gear itself is actually this giant robot. That's all it is, but it, it's a, but with warheads attached to it. It's like future warfare, most of it. But it, it's a, it's an espionage game, so it's about a spy that has to basically get in and take it out before it, you know, nuclear war type of shit. Um, and there's many different like there's a, there's a long timeline for it. But uh, the fact that Oscar Isaac got got the role, um, one that man is on a on a fucking roll. Uh, yeah. Like you said, he's Moon Knight as well um it's and he's just come off uh, yeah he's on he's in dune and he just came off of doing star wars i'm like this guy's on fire um the fact that they're going a non i mean they're going he's, he's hispanic they have a hispanic uh, a snake i just never saw that coming and in going into the future <laughs> um that's cool um it, it, I'm just really excited for it because I just I just I can't wait because the director looks like he he literally has interest in in the gaming series, uh, and knows what he's doing. Is really close to Hideo Kadima, who is the creator of the game. Um, so I have faith that they know what they're doing. It's, I'm still scared because it, again, it's a really in depth game, but I, I I'm really excited for it because of the people attached so far.
1: <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> All right. Um. No. I think what excites me the most, Joel, is I follow Jordan. Uh, Jordan was the director of Kong Skull Island. Uh, Yes. So he became a – I became a huge fan of his from that. I loved that movie. Um, I was a huge fan of how well he was able to pull that off. Um, So I've been following him for the longest, and he's been talking about Metal Gear Solid for a long time, it seems like. Um, Yeah. And if you guys follow him on Twitter – he has storyboard artwork of, of, of him drawing out the, the ideas, the landscapes of what he wants to do with it. Um, and he's been hinting. I mean, look, if you guys want to know who's going to be casted in something, just pay attention to Boss Logic. Apparently, point. he's become so big that studios are now like, did did Boss Logic post that? like that yeah the he's been nailing he's nailed like four or five this year alone he has. Crazy. i mean shit rosario dawson gave him a shout out like she was saying her becoming ahsoka was a huge uh you know was in huge yeah. part of fan art and we assume yeah. when she says fan art it's boss logic um, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. um so he's been Fire. on a roll he's, he's been on a roll i mean he's now like buddy buddies with the rock working on black adam he's yeah. He's transcended uh, all of us geeks. He looks down on us now. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Dan, I want to go to you. Um, are you familiar with Metal Gear Solid? And um, if you're not, does the, the casting of, um, God, why did I just forget his name? Oscar Isaac, does that just excite you enough to want to see it?
6: Yeah, I'm familiar with uh, Metal Gear Solid. I have played the original, I played the original one. And that's about it. But I think that's, no, I actually played the All movie you need. Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, that's really all you need, right? I mean, that's what Metal Gear is. It's the it's the robot at the end, right? It's that giant mech.
4: Yeah, that's, that's basically what Metal Gear is, yeah.
6: Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm assuming that's what they'll base the, uh, the movie on. So I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'll, I'll be very in the know oh. when it comes out. Um, yeah, I mean Oscar Isaac. I, I was thinking the same thing you guys. He's just like having a baller end of twenty twenty man. He's he's killing it. Um, I like Oscar Isaac a lot. I think he can do. He can do anything. He can do drama. He can do action. Uh, I'm excited to see him as Moon Knight. Um, yeah, I, I think this is. I think he's he's like dangerously close to being, you know. You can cast other people other than blank, you know. Tom was, Holland, yeah, like Tom Holland. <laughs> um, oh, what's his name? Uh, played. Um, why can't I think? His name is skipping me. Uh, he played Thanos and Cable.
5: Oh, uh, oh Josh
6: Brolin. Yeah,
5: yeah, Josh Brolin
6: was like, yeah, you could get other people than Brolin to play characters, and you could get other people than Tom Holland. So, although although I really like Oscar Isaac, I do think he's maybe like one or two more casting choices away from being, all right, guys, let's move on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will say that I will, the biggest thing that I love about Jordan being so passionate about this is when he first announced it, my immediate fear was they really messed up Ghost in a Shell. Like, I mean, really messed up Ghost in a Shell. Um, how are you going to do this to where you don't mess it up? Um, And like I said, I've been following Jordan, his storyboards and stuff. It's like, like Joel said, he has a really close um, relationship with the creator of the game. It looks like they're following all the right steps. Um, Usually where the muck up happens is when the studio goes, okay, clearly this movie is appealing to people that know the character. What about people that don't? And whenever a studio asks that, that's when mucking happens. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I- I'll be interested to see how close to the source material Jordan's able to keep this without the studio going, no, I kind of need it to be appealing to people that don't know. Um, because that's how ghost in the shell seemingly was able to even be filmed with Scarlett Johansson is because not enough people realize she shouldn't have been <laughs> in ghost in the shell. Um by that point, it was just like, wow, really, guys? Scarlet for this? Um, but, yeah, so I, I'm definitely really excited for this. Dan, I wanted to ask you if I pass it to Tia. Were you a fan of Kong Skull Island? So, yeah,
6: I love King Kong. He's uh, King Kong is the reason I enjoy movies. But, uh, <laughs> one of the <laughs> first movies I watched as a kid, not Skull Island, uh, the 1933 movie, um, yeah i i was very happy with kong skull island it was uh, a fresh idea on a very classic character um, yeah i'm I'm. that's why i think seeing uh godzilla vs kong on the big screen is essential but i'm not going to watch it on my tv at home
1: right I mean, I tell you what, I lost my mind. I almost called you, Dan, when they came out and said, like, oh, Kong was a baby during Skull Island. I was like, wait, what?
5: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a
1: baby?
4: I mean, he was younger.
1: How much bigger is he going to be? In, in <laughs> um, he has
4: to be on par with Godzilla. So, I'm yeah.
1: like, holy crap. I cannot wait for the idea of that. That's why I need that trailer. But, um, Tia, before I go down a, a, a Kong and Godzilla uh, hole with, with with you guys, <laughs> Tia, um, what, what kind of stands out to you more? The casting of Oscar Isaac or the idea that we're actually getting a Metal Gear Solid movie?
3: So I don't know anything about Metal Gear Solid, so I can't speak to that. But it certainly seems that Oscar Isaac is getting cast in a lot lately. Um, Dune, freaking uh, Moon it, it. I don't know if it's necessarily to the degree, as Dan says, of it's going to get to the point where you're like, there are other people other than him. But it could slowly get to that. Because it does seem where studio. But I guess that's what studios do when. Like a character, not a character, actors like hot at this moment. I mean, they certainly did it with, say, like Tim- Timothy Chalamet after oh, Colin. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, for sure. i know that's your man that's <laughs> your man i know i know but they're definitely doing it with him where it's like you know there are other people other than timothy Chalamet, okay. right
1: <laughs> the young leon leonardo dicaprio so re- relax. Mm-hmm.
3: but uh <laughs> you know i mean oscar isaac is a good actor i've seen you know a good amount of his work right not maybe every single project but i've seen a good amount of his work and he's a good actor so um see, seems like a good casting
1: <laughs> I, I will say tia you, did you ever see I, I think either you sent it to me or i sent it to you or maybe i'm just imagining this completely but um the wired question between um Oscar Isaac and, uh, oh, man, plays the Mandalorian. Um,
3: Pedro Pascal.
1: Yes. Did you ever see really? that?
3: I did. They, like, love each other. It's really cute. They
1: love each other. And it was, like, the only reason I bring it up is because um, he was, uh, Pedro was saying one of the reasons he took the Mandalorian was because um, Oscar Isaac was, like, pushing him, like, dude, do it. Like, do it um and, and like it, it just reminded me of like how much more i want to see of both those guys um well, and unfortunately after that interview i saw um that horrible netflix movie and, and then i was like oh maybe less maybe less is better <laughs>
3: triple frontier
1: yeah
3: oh wow that's your man ben affleck man i'm surprised you're even admitting that it was terrible it was really terrible no, 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 but
1: what no. was ben terrible no was the movie terrible
3: Yeah. I think, though, um, like Pedro Pascal and Oscar Isaac, what's important with them is that they're really them, and to a degree, also say, like Diego Luna, they're pioneering um, roles for the Hispanic community. And that's great because, Mm -hmm. you know, you need that as well. You need that sort of representation. So. Mm They're certainly doing the work in that case. So I think that's also another reason maybe why you're seeing Oscar Isaac so much, because maybe the industry is recognizing that, again, representation matters. And he's also a good actor. And he's really good-looking, so. <laughs> oh, well,
5: yes,
1: for sure. Um, oh, well. what, I, what I will give a little bit of credence to uh, to what Dan was saying is, for like... <laughs> It's like for black actors right now, like John David Washington, everyone's looking to cast him in everything. Like that's the face for black people. And it's starting to feel like Oscar Isaac is becoming the face for Hispanic people. So where it's just like, Hey, Hey, that's the guy, everything that guy in it. Um, So it's just funny to see how like 10 years ago we were like, Hey, representation, give us more. And now we're kind of like, well, you've now opened the door now like can we place other chairs in in the room like
3: i think though it's also a degree of it's like yes cast say more hispanic actors but not the same actor
5: it's like like,
3: oh we need a hispanic person oscar isaac and it's like you know there's a there's a lot of hispanic actors out there they're like no 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 Oscar
1: Isaac. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seemingly, it's what they're doing with John David Washington. where It's just like, no, put him in everything. It's like, eh, there's, there's more of us. Uh, but um, I'll go to you. Metal Gear Solid, man. We're getting a movie for it, and we got our Solid Snake. And uh, Oscar Isaac, your thoughts, man?
2: Um, well, like the majority of us, I didn't really play the game a whole lot. I, I played the first one, when I was younger and then one of my homies because I'm not a huge gamer but my homies are so like I watched my homie uh play a lot of uh the various games um and it, like like Joelle was saying that's it, it, the way it looks this is a movie that uh I, it's a lot they have to do uh to to make this as pleasing to the fans as uh possible because I feel like the franchise has such a cult following that it's gonna get picked apart if they mess things up. Um, but uh, no, I mean Oscar Isaac, he's he's a great actor. I think that um, not too many people have a problem with him in general in, in anything that he's done. Um, and even but even if I think it's the good thing about this movie, uh, I think will be that. It's, um, as much as uh, some of us haven't played the game that much, or but we've all kind of seen in the way it looks and uh, the way that some of the uh, scenes play out, that it's a movie that's going to be like, if you're an action movie lover, you're going to like it. If you like uh, war-type, military-type movies, you're going to like it. Um, so I think it's going to be one of those ones that even if you don't know a lot going into it, it's going to be pleasing and exciting just because of the content of uh, the game, what the game had. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I think it's going to be pretty good. I'm curious to, uh, uh what's going to look like. And it's funny that you brought up Boss Logic because that was the first thing I thought of when you said it. I was like, I wonder what Boss Logic is going to put out. And then, yeah, so um, this should be good, though. It should be good, though.
1: Yeah, I have full faith in Jordan and Oscar wanted this. I mean, Oscar was in an interview and they were, I think they were asking like the people in, in, uh, of the cast, like what are some of like their dream role? Oscar just comes out and he's like metal gear, solid, that, that solid snake that that's the one I want. And it was just like, you usually don't really hear that because your negotiations are usually behind the scenes. Um, like it damn sure doesn't work that way with Disney. I don't think I've ever heard anyone come out and go, you I want to be Blade," and then it was like, "Oh, this just in, blah blah blah." Is Blade it doesn't <laughs> work like that. And I'm
2: sure uh, it's gonna be a, uh, I'm sure it's gonna be a multi movie deal because there was so many games. Yeah. I can't see there being any less
4: than three movies. Yeah, at, at least that's a lot of material, bro. I, I
1: tell you what, I tell you what, every because I remember when the the newest Metal Gear Solid came out um people went crazy so for all you guys that went crazy support this movie because it's the only way you'll get another one right. um, like this isn't one of those things where it's like oh the first one was not that great but the second one will be no you mess up on this ask max Payne how it works when you when you fuck up a <laughs> uh your first movie doesn't uh, usually work out that well um go ahead joe no, I'm just saying, I wouldn't put
4: it on the same level. Max Payne was, was whack compared to what this can be.
1: Well, Max Payne, uh, well, no, that movie was horrible. Yes, correct. There's no doubt about that. Um, but it was only whack because you casted Mark Wahlberg. Um, but anyway, um, yes. Um, all the faith in the world for Metal Gear Solid, the movie. Love, Jordan. Um, can't wait to see what him and Oscar Isaac put together for this film um dan i try my best to make sure i always end every episode with you by making sure i bring up that the snyder cut is real and is happening um besides (laughs) that uh (laughs) it's not
3: real he's shooting an entirely different movie all right no no we have been through this we have been through this (laughs) Joan. I'm not repeating myself.
1: <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just love to remind Dan, because I remember Dan going, if there was one movie that deserved an Oscar, it was it was Justice League. But anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yep,
3: yeah, sounds totally like something Dan would say.
1: <laughs> oh, of course. And like the enthusiasm was at like a hundred. Like Dan was like almost squealing. He was like, Oh my god, I loved it so much. Um, but anyway, make sure you guys check out all new episode of they call this a movie. They are breaking down the the second, no, the third greatest Christmas comedy ever. Um, Dan, did you want to plug it a little bit? Uh,
6: the third great. I, I don't. We're not watching Christmas Vacation. That's a weird. Thing to say. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we to we. I this I do not understand your love for Four Christmases, but it, it's, it's each their own, man. That <laughs> is a weird. The world does need a uh, variety, so that's I'm I'm glad someone liked it. But uh, yeah, we're we're watching. Uh, we watched and reviewed the Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon movie Four Christmases for this week's. Uh, they called this a movie.
1: I truly enjoyed that movie. I'm sorry. Um, it, it had everything that, that attracts Juwan, Like um, Vince Vaughn. Uh, you had uh Duvall. You had uh John Favreau. Um and the comedy of it was just right up my alley. Right up my alley.
4: Um doesn't have many valleys, trust me. That guy doesn't
1: smile not smile during movies. I tell you what, if if you want to see me laugh during a movie, put four Christmases on. Um, I'll be in tears. Like that's where you get my emotion. Um sorry Joel, I didn't think bad boys three was that damn funny. But anyway, um It was funny. (laughs) It was funny, not that funny. Not that you get him. Emot- oh, well, you could have smirked,
4: and then I could have probably told you. Oh, well,
1: no, it didn't. It didn't deserve me emoting. But anyway, make sure you guys check out that all new episode. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. It It had me crying at some points. Not happy tears, sad tears, but I, I, I really did enjoy it. Um, Tia, um, what what did you have coming? Oh no, uh, t- the top ten that made me cry. I, I almost forgot. Um, <laughs> Do you want to plug top 10 to
3: you? Yeah, absolutely. So I do the top 10 with Tia every Sunday. Brittany is my usual co host. Uh, we do things typically like the top 10 best uh, movie soundtracks, top 10 worst on screen couples. Last week, we did the top 10 DC and Marvel characters we'd recast. And as you could tell, People got pretty emotional over it. We're not exactly sure what we're doing this week, but it should be fun. We have a lot of fun. You can find us at geekvibes.nation.com and on all of the platforms that you listen to your podcasts. And if you have any suggestions as to what you would like to see or not see, but hear on the next top 10, just let us know.
1: Well, Tia, this just in, we got it from uh, Twitter. It's weird. Their name here uh, is, is coded or, or something, but apparently someone says your topic for top 10 this week should be top 10 nice things to say about Jeremy Renner. It's super weird. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> um,
3: I, 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 I think we have to pass. I don't know what I could say. I can't even think about one.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, I could say um, it could be the top one movies that Jeremy Renner was actually good in. Hurt Locker. There you go.
1: Oh my goodness, oh my God, he was that. in a movie called The Town. What? Oh, The Town was <laughs> fantastic. I actually never
3: saw that movie. Oh my
1: goodness. All right. All right. Joel, uh, me and Joel did a podcast because I'm, I'm going <laughs> to cry. Uh, me and Joel did a, a, a new podcast we're doing weekly called hashtag Nick's Take Podcast, uh, where obviously we talk nothing but Nick's. Make sure you guys check that out. We had a lot of fun in our debut episode. Um, We're getting closer and closer to the uh, very quickly, uh, the very quick started NBA season. So we'll have games to break down and to talk about. So make sure you guys check that out from us. Um, Dom is what on your, he's actually reviewing a movie as he's sitting here doing this podcast.
2: Um, I just got got sent a movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So (laughs) Dom is uh. Is you know working on his review game, uh, Dom. I actually wanted to give you a shout out. I'm I'm gonna be starting um, tomorrow those um those horror projects that um what you call it dropped on Amazon. Rumhouse. Yes, yes. I'm gonna be checking those out tomorrow, uh, including Freaky uh, with Vince Vaughn. Right. So I'm gonna be checking those out tomorrow. Um, oh, that's so interesting, for Dom. For sure. You know what? No, I just say huge shout out to you. uh, Because didn't you review? You reviewed those? Yeah. 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 Um, So huge shout out to Dom. Make sure you guys check out uh, all the articles that Dom has coming out, the reviews that Dom has coming out, um, and, you know, the story that Dom has dropping about why 2020 is Uh – better for him than it is for the rest of Um, (laughs) us but stay tuned guys we have a packed weekend Tia has a all-new top 10 we also will be breaking down HBO Max's Flight Attendant Um, it is a phenomenal show Kaylee is just killing it right now Um, and we obviously will be breaking down The Mandalorian also so much to get to in that Stay tuned, guys. That's all we got for you for this brand new episode of Geek Vibes Live. Excuse me. Till next time. Peace.
0: See you guys. Peace